Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Today's guest is a Grammy-winning contemporary jazz and R&B guitarist and composer. This man has worked with, really, some of the the luminaries and certainly smooth jazz, but in music in general. He's worked with George Benson and Al Jarreau and Shaka Khan and Evelyn Champagne King, who happens to be his wife, and we'll chat a little bit about that. Warren Hill and our uh, my homeboy, I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Eric Benet, um, and, and many, many others. He's been recognized worldwide for his own solo work, though, which has featured a host of top 20 Billboard hits, including the number one single, Too Tough, that if you listen to Smooth Jazz Radio, you have heard that song a time or two or 20 because they were wearing it out. It was a great song. It is a great song. He's been a front man. He's been a side man. He's been a behind-the-scenes man. And he's lent his talent to several TV shows over the years as well. He is Mr. Freddie Fox. Freddie, thanks for taking time to join us today, man. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys uh, coming out to interview me. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's our pleasure. So, so you're from Tennessee, right? Tennessee, the southern town that you would never know until you just drive by and just, what was that? <laughs> yeah, okay. See, my family is from Jackson, Tennessee. So oh. t- Tennessee is, uh, is a place close to my heart. So where, the, what's the name of the town that you're from and where is it located in Tennessee? The city called Oklahoma. It's near Murfreesboro. Yeah. Manchester. Yeah. Okay. So it's a town, but the everyone knows everyone, and uh, you know they treat me like like a king. A, so do you still make your home there nowadays? No, I'm in California. I've been here thirty something years. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you've been making music for a while. How long, Freddie, has your like, when did you get started with your career? And tell us how your musical journey kind of started and evolved. Well, it started off going to Berkeley in Boston. Okay. I have English. Uh, you could do anything if uh, you put your mind to. So you, you let me know what you want to do. And uh, she, we went to uh, a bank and got a student loan. And I went to Boston, Berkeley College, College of Music for yeah. four years. Yeah, and that lady is still a wonderful lady that's, that's here today, and she's like a mom to me. Wow. And her name is uh, Ann Hickerson, and uh, I love her so much. She's, she's done so much. But from there, uh, from Boston, I went to uh, California, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, just local gigs around town. Yeah. And got around, that, you know, I do a good job, and I started off with uh, Jennifer Holiday. Oh, okay. And that woman can sing. Oh, yeah, she can. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about that. Yeah. So from there, uh, I went to Vesta Williams. Uh-huh. And I'm, uh, God rest her soul. And uh, let's see, Rose Royce and so many other people. So from there, I just kept just doing local things and tours with the R&B artists. Okay. I learned a lot from them as well, you know, because, you know, you learn so much if you look and listen yeah good point oh yeah so so from there i i went to um california and i was doing um what else i did uh so many other gigs uh vesta oh atlantic star i was with Atlantic five or six years Uh uh-huh it was great and i was able to go to south africa oh cool Mandela just first got out out of prison okay okay that had to be quite an experience Oh, it was so, man, I couldn't believe it. You know, you, you learn more when you leave your country and you respect more of the country if you go to other countries. Yeah, good point. Good point. That, that place was so, it was amazing. It was beautiful at the same time, but, you know, it was hard to see. You know, townships and, and the, the stores had gunmen in front of it. Yeah, yeah. But when you go to Durban, it was just beautiful. And Cape Town was beautiful. And Johannesburg, that's where you see some sections kind of a little rough. But okay. learn to respect what you have. Yeah. And in the States here, 
it's hard to say that, but I still love what I got here. <laughs> I, hey, I, I, I understand that point completely because you're absolutely right. When we travel, I, some, so many of the things that we take for granted are, are not the norm in other parts of the world, you know, and you're absolutely right. It does. It does. It's great to travel and see those other parts of the world, but it's also great to, to say, hey, I appreciate what I have at home. You're absolutely right there. So you started off with like these. You know, a lot of the R and B and and little soul funk kind of kind of band. So, how did you migrate from doing that music to getting into the contemporary jazz genre? Well, I always loved the jazz. You know, when I was in Berkeley, in Boston, that's what you study. You study jazz. And uh-huh. Berkeley also they teach you to to listen to all style. Okay. Because I. I session player as well i wanted to be like paul jackson you know okay. i love that and so i wanted to do a lot of sessions so i studied acoustic electric and just everything you know i'm from uh-huh. tennessee country quite often okay and but my heart was still into jazz i love that i love the talent uh-huh and went into it and i said well let me just uh shop a deal and see what i can do get and everyone kept telling me, no, 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 we got enough guitar players. And, uh-huh. you know, said, no, I'm, I, I, I can't take no. So I went and got my own record company. I oh, got wow. Cor- yeah, I said, you're not going to tell me no. Right. Good <laughs> for you. Good for you, man. So now, uh, yeah, I got a record company called Foxhole Records. Uh-huh. And, it, and I, I learned the business. And yeah. I put about like what you hear now all these records are done under my own label yeah yeah now i see the fruit yeah of label. yeah it's a big difference you know i can imagine see, you know that been working for big labels but they don't see their money until later yeah yeah so yeah. i learned from looking around and also from my wife you know she she'll she told me everything you know don't sign quickly and and look and learn and and uh maybe just do it on your own yeah, so i yeah and it's, it's so much better now so so how how did you and your wife meet i mean for every, everybody most everybody i'm sure most of our listeners are well familiar with their, your wife evelyn champagne king like one of her big hits was love come down and there were many others so how did you guys meet well, I was playing at a club in Westwood, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Don Cornelius. Okay. And, and I was there. I was playing in the, in the bar. And uh, I think it was with Chuck Morris and some other guys. And I was just in the center playing. And I had my head down. You know, I'm a Southern gentleman. Uh-huh. And the lady kept looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but she was with uh, another guy, so I was like, "Oh, oh I, you know." Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know that you know who it was or what was going on, and she apparently was just out on uh, just uh, just to go see a band, and uh-huh. she went. To, she kept looking at me, and I said, "Oh, okay." So she went to the bathroom, and she kind of get glanced at me and uh, showed her leg. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the Southern gentleman's head came up a little bit then, didn't it? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I just, I smiled at that moment because you know, that, you know, we had got together and we went out on a few dates and from there, I guess about a month later, we were married. Wow. No kidding. So it was it was really kind of like it was kind of like the love at first sight thing, huh? First sight and she's she's my life, my everything. And That's awesome. And that from the beginning. You know, it's interesting because you guys have been married for isn't it? It's over 20 years now, right? No, it's more than that. It's okay. 30 31 years. Oh wow, 31 years. Okay. So like and and you hear all these stories of people in the limelight who are married for a year or two years or whatnot, like what's been the secret to keep in, like both of you guys are, you know, famous, accomplished musicians, you know, on the road and stuff. 
what's the secret to keeping it together for so long? And and people can't see this because this is audio, but when this man is talking about his wife, you should see the <laughs> smile on his face, right? So you know the fire is still burning. So what's the secret to keeping it going for all these years, Freddie? Well, uh, you know, it's true love, first of all. Yeah. And from down south, my parents, they were married for years. Yeah, you know, over- yeah. 40 to 50, you know, so I believe in, you know, just hanging in there yeah. during rough times. So, and plus I am, you know, a Christian, I'm born, yeah. you know, phrases Christian, a church of Christ. Yeah. That helped me a whole lot, you know, other than the music, there was no music in the church. So yeah, that was me, but, you know, I went to church, uh, church and God of Christ. Okay. Okay. Church on the hill, and and I started playing guitar, and they started shouting. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You knew that guitar was doing something, then, huh? That out of all places, it should be great to play in church. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm still learning that situation between church Church of Christ and Church of God of Christ and Methodist and Baptist. Beth, you know, it's just it's a you know you believe in God. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. I think that helped us, you know, with our relationship as long, you know, as well as her, you know, her heart is, is, is real. She's just a fine lady, you know, and she's been through some hard times. And uh, when we get together, we just, we pray before we eat, before we do. Yeah. We like things for us. That's awesome, man. That is fantastic. That is great advice for everyone. And that's kudos to you and congratulations to you. And your wife, man. So, so Freddie, as a as a musician and a composer and a writer and somebody who has uh, just before we got on, um, our producer and I, we were having a, her son is at Berkeley, and we were having a conversation about Berkeley being like the the school of the pros, right? Like the players come out of Berkeley, right? And yeah. but talk us through of all the things you do. What is your process for making music? How do you go about? making a song and bringing it all together well first it comes from your heart mm-hmm. you know and music in my heart and uh from there just the technical part of it that's what i wanted to get at college at berkeley yeah know how to play different kinds of music and just study the harmony and everything and be able to hear that so for me it just starts from the heart and then i'll write it down and uh, I'll listen to it. And now with, with technology, technology today, you can hear it before it actually gets out there. Yeah. And back in the old days, we were writing it out by hand. Uh huh. So I learned all that. I could write for strings, horns, and all okay. that stuff. Yeah. So I just, you know, it's good to have more than less when it comes to work. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Now, does your process differ when you're creating Freddie Fox music versus when you're working with Najee, or does is the process generally the same? It's generally the same. It's just it, uh, when I'm working for other artists, I tend to play guitar as a producer as okay. well. Okay. Overplay, you know, and I like to play where there's there's uh, empty spots mm-hmm. and get to the point and back up when someone else is speaking it's yeah. almost like okay well the the lead singer is singing so don't play too much yeah yeah when he's not playing then you can play more gotcha. and those will get heard more when yeah. you uh when you put it out okay okay cool cool now you've played with a lot of top artists we mentioned some of them earlier and you mentioned a few of them of all the people you've worked for who would you say is the most fun to work with? Well, you know, I better say one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay. In, in, in addition to your wife. <laughs> Why I, uh, let's see. Uh, I had fun with Atlantic Star. Uh-huh. Uh, Eric Benet, that was fun. Okay. And uh, Shaka. Okay. Shaka. Okay. Okay. Sport, you know, I got to play in front of, 20,000 people, you yeah. know, which is great to see her still doing her thing. And uh, that was just wonderful. Yeah, that's you know? cool. That's cool. Shaka is somebody, uh, Najee to- tells 
a story about working with Shaka as well and just how well she always treated her band members, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, I'm not surprised to hear you say her. And I mentioned I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Eric Benet and I actually used to sing in the church choir together as kids. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, it's great to see him have all the success he's having, which is awesome. So those were the fun ones. Who would you say was the, the most meticulous that you worked with, Taskmaster? I wouldn't say any of them were like that. It's just... Okay. Yeah, I, I, I picked, you know, the, the artist that, you know, I wanted to tour with to work with as well as they, they picked me. Yeah. And made it so much easier, you know, because, yeah. ooh, man, you, you think everything is just going to be like, you know, perfect. And, you know, yeah. and, oh, it's just, you know, if you've done your homework, when it's time to do this, do the show, it's so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Your thing, you know, and when it comes time to doing your thing, you were over prepared. Yeah. You, yeah. Like now, you know, you can hear these songs. You can hear the changes without picking up your guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been a goal for me. It's like, okay, listen to a song before you get the, your instrument and just hear where it's going. Yeah. And go for it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. More at third, when you hear the minor third, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, or the sharp four, you know, and once you get through all that stuff, it's like today's music is much easier here uh-huh uh-huh you know that you yeah. raise a good point because i think you guys are so good at what you do you make it look effortless you really do right but i think a lot of times it, i don't know that people truly understand how much you are preparing and i think preparedness breeds confidence right but oh, yes. like i'm it, like i can tell that you're like, you've been in this game for a long time, but you're still a student of the game, right? You're still a student of your craft, right? And I think people don't understand. Like, that's one of the things well, that makes the really, really good artists really, really good is because they're spending so much time that we, the fans, don't see them practicing and thinking and, and learning and exploring. And that, when you get on stage, then it's kind of like, well, now I can just let loose because I've been spending all this time preparing, like you said. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm so glad I, I spent the time because I used to practice, you know, eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. That's before, you know, had a life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh, you learn so much around those times. You know, you, you repeat things, you know, you keep going over it and over and over. It, and when it comes time to do it, it's like, okay, I've done this a thousand times. Right. So now. With my eyes closed, I could smile and look at you and uh -huh. say something that's difficult, you know, sometimes, you know. So it helps to do your homework first. No doubt. So you played on the Grammy-winning release, Giving It Up, by George Benson and Al Jarreau. And you played guitar on that release, right? And so you were tapped to play guitar by George Benson, who was like, most people would say is like, one of the best to ever pick up a guitar. What was that? What? How did that feel like to be playing with with, with like the greatest of the great? That guy is my idol. He yeah. is so great. And I like the, the soul that he still has in jazz. Uh-huh. People say, you, you don't want to sound like him, but what I like about him is he can play jazz and he can play R&B. Yeah. He can play, you know, but still have that soul. Yeah. You know? And uh, to play with him, it was like the producer called me and said, would you like to play the rhythm tracks for George Benson? I said, of course, that's my. <laughs> so he did uh, uh, that song and he did uh, um, another song. And the two songs that he produced, they went, they had a Grammy on it. Yeah, yeah. I was just so fortunate. And, and I'm still in, in on cloud nine just to do those sessions you yeah know, just to play for on the, your idol's record uh-huh in ours himself but you know he prefers it just to play the melody and the, and the lead and i've been playing rhythm for a long time anyway so okay it's just perfect for me that's awesome that's awesome i am going to see him in concert for the very first time in a couple months and i cannot wait I've never had a chance to get him in concert, and he's going to be fairly close to where I live. And so 
I'm going to make that trip, and I just can't wait to see him in, in concert. Great. I'm glad he's still around to show his craft because, you know, a lot of greats have, you know, passed on. Yeah, yeah. Times, you know, with the pandemic, yep. you know, got a, you know, got a few of them. You know, yep. Wallace Rohn, him, we went to Berkeley together. He passed away. Okay. Some of the, the greatest, you know, they've learned now. I guess it's I'm learning now that to survive in this business is health. Yeah. The music, you know, is like stays healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. See, you know, it's, it's, you can't, you can't carry on. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, Barry White, you know, Rick James, yeah. all those, like, she introduced me to all of them. I was like, wow, look at that. Uh huh. So, and he just, he partied all the time. That yeah. was his life. Yeah. When you, don't go to the doctor and check things out. You know, things slow down for you. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, it's interesting because I, you know, I've talked to several artists about that very point. And what I have come to understand is that you're right. Those artists with the staying power, like, I think there's this, this preconceived notion out there that as soon as the show is over, it's the after party, right? And it's it's the after party all night long and this, that, and the other, right? And what I'm finding is that from a lot of artists is like, no, that is not how it goes down. As soon as the show is over, I'm going someplace to chill, to reconnect with myself and get myself ready for the next, for that 3 a.m. lobby call the next day and the next gig and take care of myself. Oh, yeah. we've Some of us have learned from the past mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that you got you have to get your rest you gotta yeah. get up in the morning you know for you know a lobby call just to go to to the airport you don't want to be dragging around and forgetting stuff and you know i've been there i forgot my phone and everything yeah 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 how <laughs> to and since you know a long time ago that you got to just be disciplined you yeah. got to do gotta do you got to be on time and you got to do everything that you need to do to keep that job. Yeah. And that's how, and then the word gets around like, okay, he did a good job. So you yeah, call Freddie or call yeah. someone. That's awesome, man. Well, let's take a listen to some of that good music you've made, man. This is a song that went all the way to number one on the Billboard chart. This is Too Tough.
right, everybody, that was today's guest, Freddie Fox, with his number one hit, Too Tough. So, Freddie, who would you say are your top musical influences? Well, you you got one already, and that's George Benson. Mm -hmm. I like different styles. I like um, Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, okay. Some of those guys were my friends, and some of them I met, you know, Eddie Hazel Uh and Mike. All those guys, you know, even the guy that's there in your town, his name is Melvin Terrell. Uh huh. He's, and we all just grew up listening, you know, funk. You know, yeah. I love funk, and I I listened to that before I went to Berkeley. Okay. And yeah, and uh, I love all styles. You know, the uh, see of Errol Clue. Mm-hmm. Oh a, yeah. A lot of acoustic guitar with nylon string. Uh huh. And Lee Rittenour. Yeah. Larry you know, I listen to it all. Good. Good for you, man. Good for you. So do you remember the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio and what that was like? <laughs> it felt so good. It's like, hey, you know, I wanted to go back to those no's and, and let them see what yes looks like. <laughs> good for you. Rubbing in the nose, you know, rubbing in the face, you know. <laughs> I'm proud of what I've I've done. You know, I, I had to do it myself. You yeah. Because I had too many no's and and I just turned things around and did it myself. And I got a new single out now called Freddie's Groove. And yeah. Too, you know, so you know, I'm just doing the best I can while I can. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. So, how you talked about your new single, and we're going to play that one today too, but. How do you know when a song is ready to be released to the world? Like, what do you like? Are you like a person who is like, okay, I put all the effort in. I like it. I'm letting it go. Or are you a person that's like, uh, man, I want to, you know, I, I like it. I just, I just want to tweak this a little bit more, tweak that a little bit more. How does that work for you? Well, you know, it's, you have to feel it, you know, and that's what the crowd does when you're playing your music. Yeah. You see- you performing and you see them, you know, talking to each other and drinking and smoking and, and they're not paying attention to you. Sometimes that's a sign. Yeah. You have changed it a little bit. Uh-huh. And, you know, because my wife told me about, look at the crowd. Yeah. See, you know, what they do like and what they don't like. And for me, you know, if it feels good, you know, you just, you're taking a shot at that. But if it feels good to you and you've been studying and listening to music for years, you, you take the shot and you mm-hmm. go out there and okay, well, this is me. And hopefully you guys love what you hear. And I put, you know, serious time and please check it, you know, yeah, just like the others. If you give me a shot. You okay. Know, and that's- good. Good. Well, Freddie, we have this segment that we do on each show. It's called bout it or doubt it. So if you're about it, is something that you like, and if you doubt it, it's something you're not not quite feeling. Um, can we get you to play about it or doubt it with us? All right. Hopefully, I don't get in trouble. You won't. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it easy. We won't. We won't get you in any trouble. I started this body by If you bought it, get them up. I mean you body body. I mean you body body. We say you body body. I represent. I doubt it. All right. So, Freddie, we're going to spin our wheel and we're going to get you a category. And then we're going to ask you a couple of bout it or doubt it questions. All right. All right. Freddie, your category is leisure activities. So, bout it or doubt it? Fishing. Bout it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you still fish today? Do you still get a chance to fish? And what kind of fishing do you do? Well, I haven't fished in a long time, but my father used to take me out and he would bring catfish. Okay. And that's, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the only thing I didn't like is just picking that fish up, you know, while I was wiggling and, uh-huh. you know, getting in your finger like, ah, but, uh, I used to love, you know, just going with my father and he would fish, you know, sometimes he would get some carp and I'm like, no, too many bones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, but I, I love I love fishing. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's something, you know, I find I, I don't get a chance to do it very often. I've done it a few times in my life, and I've done fishing in like a river or a stream, and I've done deep sea fishing once. Deep sea fishing is 
is is it's it's a workout, man. That's a workout. Caught a, caught a pretty nice sailfish once, but it's a, it's very relaxing. It's very relaxing. So that's cool. All right, we're gonna ask you one more about it or doubt it question. So we're gonna stay in that and stay in that leisure and outdoor activity mode. What about camping? Bout it or doubt it? Camping. Bout it. Bout it. it. Okay. Okay. It's been a while though. Now that I'm older, I know what those bugs look like. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I was a boy. I was in Boy Scout, and really? I was. Yeah, I did everything at home. I, I was. Uh, I made it to Eagle Scout. Okay. In, uh, Troop One Forty Two. I still remember that. All right. We camped in caves with bats, and you know, in Tennessee, there's all kind of mountains that we camped at. Yeah. And I, well, my teacher who helped me out out to go to college. Her son was. We were both in the same uh, troop. Yeah. One, and he's he's like a brother to me. Yeah. And we all over the world. I had my poncho and and we walked. We were like Marines. We okay. Were, we go through the mountains and everything and camp out and cook. And they had a chicken, a live chicken. I couldn't believe it. I said, that's a live chicken. Uh huh. Five with this chicken. So you gotta you gotta kill it and you gotta fix it for the troop. I'm like, well, how do you kill the chicken? So <laughs> <laughs> with that, but you know, survival. I love surviving. Yeah, know? yeah, that's cool, man. See you. I, I, I would have. Uh, I didn't know that about you, and that's cool. And you rose all the way to Eagle Scout. That's a pretty cool thing, man. Eagle Scout, man. I did. I, my grandmother raised me, and she said, "Just do whatever you can that you love." And yeah. Wow, I was getting picked on, and it was trying to beat me up. Uh-huh. So my mom about to start fighting back. Yeah, and I said, well, "Fight!" So she put me in karate school, and I made it to brown belt. Wow! And, and I had I didn't have to fight anymore. I bet you, you know? didn't. <laughs> I bet you didn't. That little kid that people picked on, you know, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, all right, I'm gonna get you next time." But some of those guys, if you look back, you know, say, and you check on some of those bullies, they're not around anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and usually it was more of an issue of what was going on with them, you know, exactly. you know, which is why they had those attitudes that they had, you know. So, but good for you, man, for 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 overcoming and and great advice from your grandmother to to find the things that you love, like. I have a daughter who's 16, and that's one of the things I tell her all the time. It's like, do what you love. Like, don't, you know, live your life. Don't don't live for anybody else but you and find the things that you love and then throw your heart into them, and, and it, you'll you'll be happy. Exactly, exactly. I want to be at, I want to say, you know, I'm happy what I've done. Yeah. You know, I've done my best. Yeah. And so I can say, well, I'm proud of it. I've done my I've done my job. Yeah, yeah. And that's a cool thing when you can look back over your life and think that very thing. It's a, I feel the same way about my life. You know, like I feel like, you know what? I worked hard. I did the things like you said, you know, that I've tried. And I'm, 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 I'm pleased with what I've done and what I've accomplished. And that's a really, that's a really gratifying thing, you know, to know that you put in the effort and you put in the time. Like I loved hearing you talk about being prepared because that's one of the things that I've always believed in. It's like, you know, you got to be prepared no matter what you're doing. You don't walk into something and just try to wing it, right? And I don't, I think there are a lot of people that don't take that as seriously as, as they should. And it doesn't mean that you have to be, it doesn't mean that you're serious all the time when you're preparing yourself, because like, I'm sure that when you're practicing, sometimes practice is just a lot of fun, right? Sometimes you're trying, you know, to be fun, you know, because you don't do it long if you don't. It's not fun to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic, man. Well, let's get into some more of your music, man. Let's play your song. This is my crusade.
everybody. We just heard our guest today, Mr. Freddie Fox, and his tune, This Is My Crusade. So I want to I wanna go back to um, that topic that had you grinning from ear to ear and talk a little bit more about your wife. And so both of you guys, with both of you guys being musicians, like, do you guys, like, do you guys, are you guys working together on things or do you guys give each other your space to do your thing musically? How does that work, being married to another musician well it's it's great when you know how to do it you know and you compromise with mm-hmm. each other still learning that every day there's something the day you stop learning the day it's over with yeah you know? so he, i'm learning so much about her and she's learning a, a lot from about me and she gives me the space and i give her the space but when it comes time to work like this weekend i'm the musical director and i take the band and we go and perform in Florida. Okay. And I had, I picked the musicians and some of the musicians are, you know, I, I give them all the music, but you know, what helps things is I'm, I'm able to make the map for each musician. Yeah. We write out charts, we write out form, mm-hmm. we write out and we tell you when to come in, you count the bars and, so it makes it so much easier for the next person. So, you know, I'll get the musicians and we'll go and perform. And and the next time it's a show for her, if they can't make it, I'll call some someone else. Mm-hmm. And they'll come. So I'm like the musical, the husband. Yeah. And we work together. That's you know, awesome. And works. You know, when you, you when there's no egos and yeah. when you listen, to, I know she's the boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know musically you know i can help out as well because you know all this training i went through you know some of that should be able to rub off but the training we went through we listened to her music yeah so you have to listen to each other good good for you man good for you so describe what it's like for you when you're in the zone musically oh when i'm in the zone nothing matters i'm just I'm just playing from the heart and I'm feeling it, you know, which is one of the albums, you know, I feel it from my soul, you know, and mm-hmm. each note is like, uh, it comes out of me, you know, it's not like, okay, technically I know this is a two, five or one, you know, I've been past that, you know, now I'm just trying to express myself yeah. like a vocal. Yeah. And that's what people adapt to quicker. Then you know, singing a lot, yeah. you know, that's, but if you got some soul and you, you, each note sounds like something you sing, it's nothing like that. And yeah. I, that's that point. And that's what George does to me. Mm-hmm. Each note, you hear it, you feel it. And, and that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I do that when I listen to music sometimes, just close my eyes and just disappear wherever. I do that all the time when I go to church. And I close my eyes and I'll listen. And I've been accused by my wife so many times of sleeping in church. And I'm not sleeping, but like, I don't want to be distracted, right? I want to hear and I want to feel and I want to understand. And so like, I find myself when I keep my eyes closed, I can just be right there in that spot in that moment and not distracted by anything sometimes. So I know what you mean there. Wonderful that way. That way you can, you don't, hear what you see yeah that's a great way of putting it i never thought about it that way people they'll judge you from what they see and they'll judge your music from that you know so you know that's that music today is you know like you got to dance you got to move around i love that oh but to me you know a person can close their eyes and hear where i'm going then that's even better to me yeah 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 that's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. So, do you remember the first concert you ever attended? Yes, it was uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the Commodores. Okay, okay, all right. Oh, great! I seen Verdine with a, a gorilla mask on running around the stage. I was like, Look at <laughs> <laughs> and then Al McKay playing guitar. You know, now I've met all these guys. So yeah. I then what what they were doing and it. They're just legends, you know, yeah. just like my, yeah, you know, yeah. Matt, you know, Rose Royce and Cameo and all those guys. It's it's great to have seen that, you know, yeah. 
learn more when you see it. And some of these kids need to see it before they, you know, learn it. You know, some of them haven't seen it. So that's why you say, wow, why are these kids not learning, you know, real music today? Because they don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Have you, are, do you still ever get starstruck having, having been around all these people? Oh yeah. I get starstruck, but my wife tames, you know, she's around, tames me down. like, you know, uh, and quite quite I'm like okay you know who that is over there uh-huh. Billy Preston you know and I was like wow this is Billy and we were in the studio and Billy just he his ear back then you know he could just hear all those gospel changes and yeah. that's a lot of versions and everything and he he was in the studio and he was listening to it he said okay he listened to it one time and he went back out to the B3 played it exactly like it is wow and I was like, that's Billy Preston. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Jackson, he did the same thing, you know, and that's where you get your work back then. You know, quicker you can get it, but and faster you can get it done, the more often you will get the call if you do it very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. And that's that comes to just listening to music and knowing what it is before you even get to your instrument. Mm-hmm. And play. Yeah. And the, these legends, they just born with, you know, sometimes God just says, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. There are some people that you know that you see them and you're like, oh, yeah, that's you were giving us you were given something special. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Well, let's get into that new song of yours, Freddie. This one is called Freddie's Groove.
All right, everybody, you just heard the newest from Freddie Fox, Freddie's Groove. And so, Freddie, I, you know, um, is there is there something our your fans would be surprised to learn about you? Not really. I'm I'm just a, a normal person, you know. But at the same time, I'm humble. Mm-hmm. Try to stay like that, but don't. I've learned now that don't think I'm weak because I'm humble. Right. It's just, I'm born and raised as you know, as a nice person. You mm-hmm. know, my brother, me, and I, I learned that you know life is is too short to to uh, to be mad at things. You know, you yeah. just gotta stuff up, keep going. You know, and that sometimes is hard to do because you know today's music. You know, there's some ruthless people out there. Even they really the people, are, or you know, you know. They may say things about me, and especially if they work for me, and they say, "Oh, he's difficult to work with." Mm-hmm. Well, tried to step on me, mm-hmm. and then you better do your job. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so I've been a road manager for her for thirty something years. So I have to deal with these promoters who don't not willing to pay on time. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, now I'm dealing as an artist. I'm still seeing those promoters, and they're like, "Oh, okay, you are the guy that I've worked with." Mm-hmm. And honey, I'm sorry, but you know, and sometimes, you know, you get, you know, you you get pushed away from that situation. Yeah, I'm learning. If they don't call me, I'm still going to be happy with what I'm doing. But at the same time, when you give me a chance to go out there and perform and do my thing, I'm going to show you that it comes from my heart. And awesome. I worked for a long time and I'm ready. Good for I'm you, ready. man. Good for you. So do you have a favorite vacation spot? Oh, uh, Hawaii. Okay. Uh, Jamaica, um, France. I was in France for a year. I love that area. Okay. So I just love peace. You yeah. Know, peace, you know, you see what the world's going through now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's been a lot of turmoil. Yes. So, uh, what about guilty pleasures? What is there? What's 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 Freddie's guilty pleasure? <laughs> Red wine. <laughs> uh, hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So tell me. So hit me up on something. What's one of your favorites? Uh, well, I like Cabernet. You okay. Know, and France for about a year with a uh, artist named Michel Polnareff. Okay. No one knows at the U.S., but he took us over to France for one year. And he was like Elton John. He okay. was just like over there. But in France, you have wine that's the top of the line. You yeah. Know? And they had it quite often, you know, lunch, dinner. But at the same time, I noticed they drink a lot of water, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, dilute that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you stay hydrated. Yeah, but, you know, that's about the only thing. And in, in, uh, my guilty pleasure, you know, it's just... You know, just enjoying my myself, and it's almost you feel like you adults when you have yeah. Then then say getting some heavy liquor or something like that, right? That does to other people. Now I don't like that. I like to just relax. Yeah, you know, enjoy myself. Makes sense. Makes sense. So a couple questions I love to ask all of our guests. So I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you off the hook on those. Um, so. Your three favorite albums of all time, Freddie. What would they be? Uh, wow. There's so many of them. Well, of course, George Benson, uh, Live mm-hmm. uh, in L.A., that album. Um, Parliament Funkadelic, uh, Funkadelic um, George Clinton, I think it's the one that has Eddie Hazel on it. Uh, okay. And then uh, Earl Clue. Okay. Some of his so, when you say album, man, it's been a long time since I heard that word. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm 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 dating myself. I'm you know I'm 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 gray I'm gray or I'm I'm basically gray stubble nowadays. So so I go back to the album album days, you know, pretty easily, you know. So albums and CDs, you know. <laughs> so so yeah. But okay, my other question for you then is: You're having a dinner party. You can invite any three people, living or deceased. Who's coming to your dinner party and what's on the menu? Wow. Well, of course, I got to have my wife with me. That's living. There you go. And, um, the living. I would love to um, have George there, you know. Yeah. 
Clapton, and and uh, the other person would be um, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a great choice. Ed and see what he was playing because everybody has tried to mark him and and copy him. And if he was live today, he would be like, "Wow, yeah, I love them." But you know, they still love them today. Yeah, they you know, sure like, do. They sure do. That's a great. Oh, that's a great dinner party, man. So what what are you serving? I'm serving the right foods that they should have been eating back then. You okay, know, okay. Chicken and and uh, cauliflower rice. You know the things that you know we didn't know back then that we know now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Why you know you know even though this it's good to have that stuff that grandma fixed this you know but. Now we know that, hey, let's do light sugar, light right, salt. Right, right. We got to do that stuff Look, in moderation. Yeah, 50 is not the end. You know, hey, 50 is still, you know, now that I've passed that. <laughs> right, right. 70 and 80. Mm-hmm. And it's thinking, oh, you're old. No, wait till you get to those age. And to see some of the our generation make it to that age and healthy yeah. is uh, know if you do it right but sometimes we inherit certain things our problems that we got to deal with and we just gotta keep watch of that you know no doubt pandemic going on you know you gotta gotta put the mask on you gotta any chances when you see death yeah telling you hey you better do something you better listen yeah you know because that's a sign you don't have to fight over that you know there's wearing the mask you do you want to die or do you want that's God I, gives his perfect. God yeah. gives you. It's up to you how you use it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That is such a great point. That is such a great point, and I couldn't agree with you more. So tell us, Freddie, what what does the rest of this year hold for you? What else do you have going on? Well, I I want to keep putting out new music because I have always. So many ideals to, to put out. I now I'm, I've been collaborating with some other musicians that went to Berkeley. Okay, uh, Brandon Brandon Lane. Uh-huh. You know, he's tough. Sometimes you know, like they say, you know, two heads is better than one. So sometimes I'll go to a younger generation to help mm-hmm. me because I've noticed some of the older generation that they, they, they get stuck in that little hole. You know. Yeah. So to get out of that, go to the youth yeah. and mix, mix it up. So that's what I did with Too Tough. You know, I got this young guy and yeah. he did from Berkeley and he had the core changes and everything, but he didn't have a melody. So we got together. Number one. There you go. That's and fantastic. So, but I tend to put, you know, more music out and to stay healthy as long as possible and to do what I love and to be with my wife as long as possible and, and just love life and, and live it. Well, good for you, man. Well, I got to tell you, Freddie, it's been an absolute joy getting to spend some time with you today, man, getting to know you a little bit better. I see the positivity in you, man. Keep spreading that positive light, man. And we wish you nothing but continued success. Oh, thanks so much. And I can't wait to see you guys out there and well, I'm doing my own thing as well. I, I love playing with other people behind them, with Najee, other yeah. artists. Same time, when it comes my time, I'm ready to shine. Well, you let us know because we want to. We want to see you. We want to see you shining like that, man. All the best to you, my brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Uh, tickets are selling fast for the 2022 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. August 26th and 27th at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, featuring Bob James, Najee, Alex Bunyon, Adam Hawley, Gabriella Anders, Marcus Adams, Vandell Andrew, and more. Go to FreshCoastJazz.com to get your tickets now. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, FreshCoastJazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage.